this is a Catalyst podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 4, Episode 1. How to find a way forward in tough times, Part 1. Creating an approach. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catalyst podcast. Welcome, bienvenidos, to Season 4. It feels like forever since I've spoken to you. Although it might not for you. I am so excited to be able to create season four for you, that there's people like you that are listening, that you enjoy these podcasts. I'm so excited. I've got some amazing material, hopefully, that you're going to enjoy and some new ideas and let's go for it. So before we do, I'd like to say a massive thank you to uh, the Katos podcast sponsors, who are the Masterclass Sessions. If you don't know who the Masterclass Sessions are, make sure you click on the link in the show notes because you can win um, a chance to have a full year's membership to the Masterclass Sessions. So I've done one in the past and they invite people from, from all walks of life who are really good at what they do and they do these Masterclasses online. Um, and all you have to do to win a whole year's membership is just send me an email to michael at cataholos.co.uk or on LinkedIn or social media and just say something you've enjoyed from one of the episodes. Um, people like Ruben and Vicky and Sally and Rob that have won previous episodes, they now get you know a full year's worth of access to all the recordings as well as the events online. So if you'd like that to be you, give it a go. So first I want to say a massive thank you before we go into season four for all of the feedback and all of the people like you who've been telling me I really enjoy these, Mike. I listen to them on my commute. I share them with my friends. I find them very inspiring. I find them very informative and useful. And that's great because if you've been listening since season one, you'll know I never planned on doing this. <laughs> I just had a client. She said, you should do one of these. I'd really listen to it. And it's and it's blossomed from there. Um, so to anybody listening to this and you enjoy these, it really, really means a lot to me. So thank you. The approach to these podcasts is the approach that I use in all the work and I do in Catalyst that people seem to like is very simple. It's two things. I'd like to inspire you and hopefully motivate you and also give you some practical things that you can do. And if you get both of those, that's like the winning format. You know, it's easy to feel, yeah, I feel great. And then, then I don't know what to do. And then it's also not so great to know what to do, but not really want to do it, you know. So in relation to this season, especially in the tough times that we're talking about over these next few episodes, I'd like you to hopefully feel inspired by them, but also think, yeah, I've got some stuff that I can do to help me to get through these things and to, to go forward. So that's the plan. <laughs> um, let's give it a go. So what are you going to get by listening to today's episodes? Uh, today's episode? Well, hopefully I'm going to give you a useful framework. I call it the three blocks. I'm going to make it in reference to business because as you know, I run a business. But it's an approach, like hopefully a lot of what I do, that can be, you know, extrapolated out of the business context and it can be put into whatever you do, parenting or your job or even health and fitness. So you'll get this framework called the three blocks. Very, very useful uh, to help with any kind of difficulty. And then I want to give you kind of four tools, four things that you can kind of, you know, assemble around yourself and say, right, I've got this, 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 this. Right, I'm going to combine these and I'm going to find a way forward. So I'm going to tell you a little story to illustrate where this comes from, because it comes from real life. And then we'll talk about what the three blocks are. And I'd always suggest if you get the chance, you know, if you're not moving around, to draw this out on a piece of paper, because a visual can be a really good reminder once you've listened to this and you can just look at it in the future and go, oh yeah, yeah, remember that. 
So I used to attend property events. I'm very interested in property. And for a couple of years, I used to go to these events and they were very, very good. Where you'd have networking and you try and talk to people in the property world, very interesting sector. Um, but also they'd have guest speakers and guest trainers and coaches. And I, I went to one and I did one and it was really, really good. And there was a business coach who gave an hour and a half for free. And I was blown away by his, his concepts and those two fantastic ones. And one of the ones is one I want to share with you now. And it really, really resonated with me. And this was years ago. And I think it could be helpful for you. So this guy was a millionaire. He'd made his millions in property. And he changed to being what's you know very popular these days, mindset coaches. He called himself that. And he helped people with their mind and, and how they think about business and life. And was doing very, very well. So he was still making the millions just in a different way. And he was a very um, humble guy. He was from South Africa. And he told a story of how he, he gave money to his father, who was very ill. And he also gave money to an orphanage back in South Africa. And he used to make his money in, from property and give it to them there, that way. And then when he became a mindset coach, he still did the same thing. He just gave the money you know, in a, from a different place. But it still went to the same place, if you follow me. And it was great. And he did all sorts of techniques and things. And he was thrown a question at the end of the session by a lady. And now <laughs> it shows how long ago this was. In the UK, a few years ago, the biggest issue was Brexit before it happened. And people were concerned about it. And how is it going to affect property? And how is it you know, going to affect all these things? Nobody saw COVID coming. And this woman had a property portfolio. So she had several houses. And she was really concerned. And she said, yeah, well, you know, I like all your stuff, but... What if the property market crashes or what if property valuations go down? You know, what if I can't make money, my money in property? I never forget his response. And this is what led to the, the three blocks. He went, you might want to leave property then. And she was like, what? And he's like, look, right, <clears throat> you don't understand. You still need to make money, don't you? And she said, yeah. And he said, well, have you still got a reason to do it? You know, family or something. She said, yeah. And he said, well, it might be that you don't make your money in property. You still get the end result. You just don't make your money in property. You might have to do what I did, which is make it in a different way. Now, she sat down. She's a bit disgruntled. I don't know if she understood. But I really took inspiration from that. And I went away and really worked on that and thought, what did he mean by that? And I came up with this idea. So if you imagine you've got three blocks stacked on top of each other, right? this can hopefully help you in getting through tough times. The bottom block is who are you and what are you all about? You know, you hear this all the time, what are your values, you know, what means something to you? It's really simple. I always say to people, what are the most important things in your life? Is it your family, success, friends, your legacy? You know, what are you all about? What's your approach? That's you. That's that bottom block. And what he meant by that was like, that's still you. Even if Brexit happens, you're still you. You're still, you know, you've got your approach. And he had his approach and his way of doing things. And what he was saying was, that won't change. So I really love that. And the idea is like that bottom block, get that in place. And if you don't know what that is, you know, listen back to some of the other podcasts, look at some of the blogs I've written. There's plenty of material I can give you to help you know what that foundation block is, you know, who are you and what you're all about. Really, really simple. And then the th leave the second block for a minute, right? We'll come back to that. <laughs> the top block, he was saying, once you've made all your money, where does it go? What's the point? You know, not how you're going to make your money. Where does it go once you've got the money? So if you remember for him, it was for his father, who's not very well, and it was for the orphanage in South Africa. And he said, you know, his bottom block was still in place and his top block was still in place. Yeah, even though he changed the middle block. So the middle block was how he made his money. And what he was trying to say to this woman and what I took from that is his foundational block was the same. He just makes his money in a different way, still gets the end result. And I really took inspiration from that. And, and it really inspired me when I thought about how I like to 
train people and teach people and help them to learn and who I am. And I realized I changed that middle block. I was a teacher. I took the middle block out and I replaced it with business. I still wanted the same end result and I still was kind of the same person. And so that's what I want you to think about, right? In, in tough times, in difficult times, you don't have to throw, as we say in England, the baby out of the bathwater. You don't have to change everything. You don't have to change all three blocks. That's completely not necessary, right? It's often just the middle one. So you might say, what do you mean? So, well, you know, in our business, these are our values. This is what we're all about. And we want to make this money and donate it to this cause or build this thing. This is where we're going. It's just this middle bit. We might have to alter it a little bit, you know? I'll give an example. Uh, Russell Bedford International, lovely, amazing company. Um, the networking group for accountants, one of my clients in, let me get this right, 8,000 members, 100 countries. Now, they had a very interesting proposition, which was you join our network and we'll have face-to-face meetings in different places in the world. It's going to be great and we're going to help you grow your business. They couldn't do that for a couple of years. But their foundational block was solid. They had a really good mission and values. And they still knew the end result they wanted to give, which is what they call taking you further. They still wanted to do that. So they kept one and three in place and just went, right, well, we need to switch to them. We need to check how can we still get to that end result and still be the same people, change that middle bit. And they took it online and they got me involved and, and we were able to actually do some amazing stuff online that we'd never be able to do in person. And now the great thing is they got best of both worlds. <laughs> They're able to go back to face-to-face as well as at the online offering. So they've actually improved their offering. So they've strengthened block three, two, and one. So just think about that in terms of your life. That foundational block does not need to change. You might be if you're open to it, able to completely change that second block. I know a good friend of mine, Liam, and he has had all sorts of adventures. He's a qualified pilot. He owns some fish and chip shops. He now runs a luxury bridal studio in Lancashire in the northwest of the UK. He understands who he is. He's got his foundational block and he knows kind of the results he wants, the lifestyle he wants to have, that top level. He just understands that for him, he's quite happy to change that middle block quite regularly. Now, you might not want to do that at all. You might say, no, I'm an accountant and I don't want to change my job. And that's fine. But what we're saying is just, it's that middle bit you just need to tweak. And when I speak to people a lot in relation to change in tough times, they think they're being asked to completely revolutionize who they are. I don't think so. You know, not unless you want to, you know. So just think about that in terms of framework. What's your solid foundational block that you got in place? Who are you and what are you all about? And then how, how much money do you want to make or where are you trying to go or what's the end result you're trying to get? Keep them in place. The middle bit can change. The middle bit can develop. It's really quite exciting because a lot of people at the moment are, are being open to these opportunities and I see them. I see people and they're thriving and doing these amazing things. I'd have suggested that to maybe three, four years ago. They'd have gone, nah, that's, that's not me. I can't start my own business. I can't do that. And yet they're doing it. What I'd say is if you're feeling, you know, what do I start with that? Start with the foundational block. The first block, yeah? Who are you and what you're all about? If you don't know, have some fun finding out. <laughs> the reason that I, I like that as a kind of a framework is too many people say to me, they focus on the middle bit and then they were just like, uh, I just realized it wasn't actually about that middle bit. I'll give you another example. I went to a family wedding last month and I realized nobody at this wedding cares about my business. Nobody cares how much money I make. Nobody cares about anything about that. It's just my cousin said, I love you and I want you at my wedding, <laughs> you know? And I've really been reflecting on that and that idea that if you know who you are and what you're all about and how you want to help people in the top level, the middle bit can be whatever you want. doesn't have to be business. could be in your relationships. could be health and fitness. doesn't really matter, all right? So hopefully that's helpful in giving you a little structure. You think, right, it's tough times. What am I all about? 
write it down. What's the results I want to get? Write that down. How I'm going to achieve that? Ah, that's where you got a bit of wiggle room. <laughs> so that format is not just for tough times, but it's especially relevant in tough times because it's nice to lean down and just ask those questions. Who am I? What am I trying to achieve? And how am I trying to do it? And don't just go for the middle bit, which is what a lot of people try and do. They have incredible operational excellence. Don't know who they are, <laughs> where they're trying to go. You know? And those are hard, by the way. They're not easy questions. You're not going to solve that in 20 minutes. <laughs> but that's good. It's good best things in life worth suffering for they're worth going oh i don't really not really sure just, mm, it's bugging me that because when you get the answers oh, it's worth it so let's give you some tools that you can rally around yourself that you can pick up regularly to help you so you've got your three blocks you've got your format and that can be used as many times as you want the first tool i would give or suggest is that you write down all of the actual resources that you have at your disposal, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee, whether you're self-employed, whether you're a family, um, you, you, own the fa- you own the family, you run the family, you're a parent. So you might be all your financial resources, all the money you've got, all the assets you've got. It might be all of the emotional resources you've got, your character, your strengths. It might be all of the environmental resources you've got, all the books you've got, all the music you can listen to, all the YouTube videos you can watch, you know, all the physical, tangible things you've got to help you on, on your mission, all of the mental resources you can call upon, all of those times you can look back and, you know, do you know what? I got through that, I can do this, and there was that, and there was that time that we did this, and that did really well. And all the physical resources that you can draw upon, your fitness, your nutrition, your sleep, your stress management, just go back to some of these podcasts I've done on all these things. They are all resources. They're all things you can draw upon to establish a position of strength and say, I've got a lot of things going for me. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of people around that love me. I've got access to the internet. I've got access to this. I've got, I've got so many things. Here's a challenge. Write down 20. 20 will fly by, I'd say try and get to 50. We often massively, and I do this, misinterpret and misunderstand just how much we've got going for us. How many things we've got that people 100 years ago would have bitten our hands off for, you know? Access the internet, access the clean water, access the ability to train ourselves, access the ability to be wrong and make mistakes and shift and change and pivot and not be the end of the world, you know? So write that list. And when you're finding things are tough and you're feeling overwhelmed, as we all do, it's very easy to go, oh, I've only got these two or three things. I've only got this job or this business. No. Remember what I said about my cousin? I got the love of my cousin. And just because I don't think about it all the time doesn't mean it's not there. You've got so many resources that you can rally around yourself. And if you really struggle, you've got this podcast, all right? So every week, you're going to get something brand new to help you. So the second one, I've kind of alluded to it in the first one, but it's just write a list separately of all the people that can help you. Not the people you don't like. We all have that. Not the people that annoy you. Not the people that wind you up and grind you down. And you just think, ugh. The people you genuinely like. The people that genuinely like you. The people you'd want at your funeral or at your wedding or at your birthday. It doesn't have to be a big list. In fact, I'd say the smaller the list, the better, you know. But just say, well, I've got my mum. I've got my partner. I've got my dog got my boss i've got this person and we just have a bit of a chat on a thursday and we get on well i've got these friends i've got these followers on instagram i've got these people write them down so you've got those resources as tangible things it might be you know your environmental things or financial things or your physical mental resources but then you've also got all right what people can help me through these tough times what people can help me we all need each other we need people you're not expected to do it alone the third one is a really, really useful one. And it's something that I learned many times as a teacher. 
Um, and I was reminded by Dr. Jo- Jordan Peterson. So Dr. Jordan Peterson, in my opinion, says some really good stuff because he backs it up with experience. He has some very strong opinions. Some people don't like him. I don't like everything he says, but I like some of what he says. And I think it's like good music, you know, if you can enjoy something somebody creates and get value from it, all the better. And he made a really good point when somebody was talking about overwhelm and saying, how do you, how do, you deal with overwhelm? And that's the thing, isn't it, with tough times? It's, it's so easy, just it's too much. There's COVID, there's war in Ukraine, there's rising house prices and there's rising cost of living and there's all the, it's too, I'm out, I'm out. I don't want to do it, I can't do it, I can't do this. I felt like that recently. It's very easy to feel like that and have moments like that. And he said, well, you can change the quantity and the quality of your approach. So let me break that down. The quantity is how much. So if you're looking at tough times, well, it's kind of a not a great phrase, is it? Because how long do they last? And this was one of the big issues of COVID, wasn't it? How long does it last? That's very demotivating. So if you're scared by this coming month, just think, all right, well, it's just this week. If that week is too much, you say, well, it's just today. You see what we're doing? We're just saying, oh, this day's too much. Cut it into thirds. I love to cut the day into morning, afternoon, and evening and try and win each one. So even if I have a terrible morning and afternoon, the evening, I can, you know, well, the evening wasn't so bad. Do that. That's not too, if that's too much, one hour. That's too much, 10 minutes, five minutes. Yeah. You think I've just got to get through this bit and then you do it. I've just got to get through this bit. It's one of the best things you can do to help with overwhelm and tough times. You don't look ahead 500 years. <laughs> look ahead five minutes cut it down and the second one is the quantitative approach the quantity and um, sorry qualitative I always get them confused qualitative the quality and the quality in this context means your approach and what you're doing so for example you are talking about tough times or thinking about tough times with somebody in relation to your business and you find it very difficult well flip it and take a different approach say well let's talk about that in relation to my health and fitness or let's talk about it in relation to my relationships or you're going through numbers and you just can't you know, make ends meet and you can't see where it's gonna come from, the next money or something like that, take a break and go do something different, do something physical, or do something that requires you to look at pictures or something that requires sounds. It's really good that I try and do that. If I'm trying to explain something to somebody and they don't get it, that's my fault. You know, I'm not explaining it well enough. They're like, I don't get it. I'm like, okay. Um, what about this story? I tell a story. If that doesn't work, I'll go, okay. Um, what about this stat? And I'll give them a stat, I'll give them some numbers. And if that doesn't work, I'll draw a diagram. If that doesn't work, I'll say, all right, what bit are you struggling with? I'll get them to talk it to me. I'll get them to write it. You know, I'll keep changing my approach as many times as I need to until they get it, right? So that's what you can do. So try that. So if you're feeling overwhelming these tough times by how much you're looking ahead to, cut it back. And then if you've been doing the same thing, looking at it in the same way, try a different way. If you've been sat drawing, you know, drawing diagrams, try to do some writing. If that's not working, go spend some time with somebody. If you're spending too much time with people, try some time solo. The brain's an incredible thing. We don't understand half of what it does, but what it tends to do is do things holistically. And it likes having lots of different ways of adding up to um, come up with a solution. So don't restrict it to just one. And the final one sounds a bit odd, but it's something that I've really um, been reflecting on because all my work is with, with people, right? I'm always talking to people all the time, very fortunate, lots of different businesses, companies, groups, and they tell me how it is and they're very honest about it. And they tell me what's great and they tell me what's not. And it's this, the, the last resource is something I want you to give to somebody else into the world. And it's, I want you to be a resource, meaning you don't have to be perfect, but I want you to try and commit to people, what I call commit in the era of ghosting, 
we have this terrible thing these days where if something's not work, we just ghost people. We stop texting them. We stop hanging out with them. We don't reply to the email because it's too difficult. We just drop clients. We're applying for a job and then we don't want to do it anymore, so we just don't talk to a recruitment company. We ghost people. We just say, that's going to be difficult, so I'm out. Well, it's okay to quit, but it's not great, is it, for us to not say why? And I've been talking to people about this, and they've been really suffering because people are just opting out. They are and not just leaving organisations or changing relationships, but they're not saying why. And the problem with that is the person's left to try and fill in the blanks, you know? So we all hurt each other and we all make mistakes, don't we? But we've got to keep committing to each other. It's very, very easy to go, people are terrible. This country is this way. This sector is that. Okay. But if we recommit and say, and I'm going to help these people and I'm going to try and make it better, then we become an example of, and it's very empowering that because you go, yeah, that person was <laughs> annoying and did this wrong. I'm going to commit to him anyway. Or this situation is difficult and needs to improve. I'm going to commit to it anyway. One of the approaches that doesn't seem to work for people in tough times is to just go, it's not worth it. Well, the follow-on thought from it's not worth it is therefore, right, well, I'm out. And then the follow-on thought from that is what I'm going to do next. Don't know. And that's what I don't want that to be you. I really don't. So commit to people. Don't give up on people. <laughs> they are wonderful. Yeah, they are. They are. People are wonderful. We're all capable of doing terrible things, but that does not take away from the wonderful value that you have and that we all have. People are worth it. Our world is worth it. It's worth fighting for. So commit. Don't be one of those people that just goes like, I'm out. I'm out. No, we're just we're just getting started. <laughs> so hopefully that's been helpful for you and you've enjoyed um, having having some things that can help you. So what you've got now is you've got a format, you've got that three blocks and you just go, right, okay, in tough times, what am I all about? Where am I trying to go? It's the middle block where you've got some wiggle room and then you've got those different things. You think, right, what are all my resources, all the stuff going for me, who are the people that are going to help me? I might need to change my qualitative and quantitative approach, how I approach things, get a different result. And then I'm going to commit to people. I'm going to commit to my family. I'm going to commit to myself. I'm going to commit to my local community, my business. We have to recommit. We don't just commit once. Every day it's like, are you going to, come on, are you going to give it your heart or are you just going to pull back? So recommit, please recommit. The world needs people like you to recommit and say, you're worth it. It's worth it. So until we speak again, we're going to do a few episodes on this topic because a lot of people can tell me they would like something like this. So hopefully these episodes can help. Just remember two things. Just take one thing from today and just go, do you know what? I like that. I'm going to commit to that. I'm going to try that. I haven't thought of it that way. I'm going to do that and do it. You've got nothing to lose. But even if you don't, just know that right now, just as you are, somebody loves you very, very much. Okay, take care and speak soon. So today's random positive fact is incredible one. When we talk about the world getting better or worse, a lot of our opinions are very subjective. So I'm a big fan of data. I'm a bit of a nerd. I like my stats. I like my figures. So included in the show notes is a link to a diagram that's from the World Health Organization and sorry, World Del World Del World Data Organization, and it looks at how the world has been changing and improving over the last 200 years, and it's incredible. So if you doubt the world is getting a better place. Just look at the literacy rates, the child mortality rates, the vaccination rates, the democracy rates. These are ways that you can prove in a quantitative way the world is getting better. People are living longer. People are being vaccinated against most diseases. Less children are dying, you know. People are getting richer. These things are actually improving. And it's very inspiring for me to look at that and think, Do you know what? Yeah, it's getting better. 
but we can do much more. So check it out, hope it helps. <laughs>